Today's episode is sponsored by WW, formerly known as Weight Watchers. It's the new year, new resolution. We all know how that goes. If you're looking for a weight loss program that can make losing weight and sticking to it easier in 2020, this is the program for you. With the new groundbreaking program from WW, Weight Watchers Reimagined, you get matched with a customized weight loss program tailored for you. And it literally makes losing weight easier. How the hell is that possible, you might be asking? Well, as you know, as behavior analysts, we're not backing anything that's not data-backed. So thanks to the new MyWW Programs Personal Assessment, you take this when you want to figure out what's going to work for you. You take their assessment. It takes into account your personal eating habits and behaviors to scientifically match you with a proven weight loss plan. As you know, in ABA, we have to individualize the program for every single individual we work with. This is amazing because WW does just that. Now, this assessment you take taps into what foods you have a harder time moderating yourself with. So for me, this would be sour candy. What time of day you go off the rails sounds similar to a scatterplot data. And it helps you unlock a plan that helps you overcome what has been historically challenging for you. So as you know, this is all behavior principles. They're weighing in when's the most difficult, what intervention can happen. They have a whole team of behaviorists working on programs like this to make this program effective. So as you can see, the new MyWW is all rooted in behavioral science, and that's why we love it over here. Wait, if you guys remember, we have spoken about WW before. We actually had Liat's sister, Talia, on episode nine, if you listened back that far. If you didn't, go listen. Now. But the best part is this app changes what you monitor, right? It is your data collection app. It's also giving you wellness wins. It's a loyalty program. It's giving you constant positive reinforcement, things you can either get a yoga mat a month to a month of unlimited runway or class pass. That is some immediacy of reinforcement versus the delayed reinforcement of the weight loss, which will come. So I guess there's a reason that WW has been ranked the number one program for weight loss by US News and World Report nine years in a row. They have got weight loss down to a science. And now with the customized new MyWW program, it is even better. Aside from the fact that my sister works there, I am really excited by what they do because of the science nature of the program. There's data there. There's interventions. They use token economies so you could see yourself winning on a daily basis. You'll get badges in the app. You'll get, and then you have those reinforcers that you're earning, water bottles, glass pass. What did you say? Rent the runway. I love rent the runway. So that's really cool. And this is a really cool thing to get into. And right now, until January 6th, if you visit www.com, and sign up today with a limited time offer, you can get your first 10 pounds free on them. So go to www.com, sign up, and we're doing it with you. Casey and I have decided for this new year, we're getting on this game. So if you want to do it with us, please tag us at Behavior Bitches Podcast. You can also tag at WW. I'm sure they'd love to see what you're up to. And send us a DM. That's a direct message, guys. And let us know if you're going to follow along in this journey. I'm going to go sign up today. I know that a lot of you are going to join us in this January challenge with WW. It's behavior bitches. Hey, guys. It's Liat. And Casey. And guess freaking what? It is episode 30. And the last one of 2019 that worked out so perfectly that it was such a beautiful round solid number for us to end off our 2019 season so episode 30 what is it casey we are going to be talking all no the rhyme oh (laughs) you think we'd have it down by now episode 30 the rhyme three oh I don't, I don't have one. Three, zero. (laughs) Zero. By now, the fact that we've been doing this for 30 episodes should make us your hero. 
Okay, there you go. For 2020, I will be taking over the rhyme aspect as Gacy is straight up out of rhymes. And I'm going to make that my New Year's resolution, which actually perfectly brings us into today's episode titled New Year, New Me, New Year, New B. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the obvious of a new year and what comes with a new year resolutions. That's damn right. Resolutions come. And unfortunately, they often go a week later. So we (laughs) are going (laughs) to. So we are going to talk about what you could do to make an effective um, New Year's resolution that you could actually stick to and what goes into it and how you can maintain this behavior. And as you can imagine, we have lots of behavioral principles we'll be covering today because we are the behavior bitches. So behavioral principles we're going to cover are operational definitions, reinforcement, surprising, punishment, also surprising, setting criterion, defining a goal, differential reinforcement of alternative behaviors, manipulations of the antecedents and consequences, hashtag the environment, ratio strain, the need to contact that reinforcement, the importance of mediation and involving significant others in behavior change for maintenance and accountability. We're going to talk about the hot topic of self-management, and we will talk about response effort, which is something I feel like we talk about a lot, but it's really important to consider. And we're going to talk about stimulus prompts, token economies, And there's so many other things that we're going to talk about that if I named them all, I think that would take up the full hour of the episode. So I'm just going to shut up right there and let's get started. Let's get started with the five-star review of the day. That is my jam. We We like to start with some reinforcement. You know, we got to pair ourselves with something excited to get us. (laughs) All right. This is from um, Misa Boo 7 on Apple Podcast. So much applicable applicable info. That is the title. I have been an RBT for over four years, and now I'm approaching to apply for my master's and become a BCBA. Yes, queen. I was just playing with my podcast list and typed behavior, and there you guys were. After listening to the imposter podcast and the financial freedom one, I am hooked. You guys put behavior terms and applied behavior analysis in real life scenarios, and it sticks. I'm actually a certified personal trainer as well, and I'm going to take a piece out of your podcast and use behavior strategies to increase the behavior of sticking with my 12-week program. Whoop, whoop, to the science and understanding behaviors. Thank you for this podcast. That is beautiful. Thank you so much. And reach out to us and let us know if you heard it. Who's that from? Misa Boo, seven. Misa Boo, love you. And Apple, thank you so much for putting us up there when you type in the word behavior before I couldn't find our name. So Apple, this is a shout out for you. And if you want to sponsor an episode, Apple, we're totally down with it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so New Year's resolution. Casey. Oh, God, I can't. What's your New Year's resolution? I know everyone's out there like, New Year's resolutions. Why do we only do them on the new year? Like, it should be become a habit of the way you live your life, but it's a thing. So we're rolling with it. So I'm serious. And there are things that I have as resolutions and the important part, and we're going to get into all this before, like after I tell you my resolutions, but first thing I need to change. I go to bed every night with my headphones in playing some form of Netflix show. And I want to change. I have to be like stimulated at all times. It's pathetic. So what I want to do is switch that to an alternative behavior, right? And do a meditation app. So when I go to bed and put headphones in, yeah, that's the same behavior, but I'm listening to something different. So hopefully I don't wake up with nightmares because I'm watching a body open on a table of Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) So that's number one. I also want to start each morning with a cup of tea, this sounds so corny, (laughs) and reading for at least 20 minutes. So I did take a baseline data over December. And it was zero. It was zero times. Not once. And I always want to do it. Not once did I do it. Okay. So do I set a high goal of, you know, 
reading for an hour. No, I'm, I actually might even lower that to 10 minutes. I can just get 10 minutes in. I'm good. Um, You're I already wanna... backing off your resolution. I like that about you. <laughs> yes. It's not even January 1st. No, I know. <laughs> All right. So then I took baseline data from December, um, how many times I would go to the gym and how long I would stay there. So uh, I was averaging three times per week um, for an average of 40 minutes. So now I want to do gym and I'm adding in or yoga because yoga is also okay. At least five times per week for at least 45 minutes, not too out there. Um, also, I want to start the Behavior Bitches book club, which is going to happen. So then I get to list the behaviors that I have to engage in to make this actually happen. Um, yeah. What's yours, Liat? Okay. So mine are... I have a few. Um, I want to, well, on a business level, I want to get certain protocols written out for different parts of the business. I feel like a lot of things, you know, um, thank God study notes blew up more uh, pretty quickly. And so, you know, we were set for this small thing, but I, I want that everyone knows, we all know what our role is in different areas. Uh, I think it would help with, you know, making us more efficient, different things, just to have that organization there um, for my own. So behavior team. skills training. Some yep, exactly. Feedback, performance. Yeah. All of it. Um, I also really need to work on time management. I realize as I'm getting involved in more projects and tasks, um, I really need to use my time wisely. So I need to operationally define that a little more, what it is, um, but set certain time each day to do different things. So if for example, I might all day be responding to Instagram messages on Study Notes ABA. I would like to set a time that I do that because when I'm doing it throughout the day, intermittently, I'm losing so much time on other things. So I'd rather set aside time that I know I'm doing that. Same for the Facebook or whatever it is. And you know um, what it is? The reason why we do that is because, and I do the same thing on the behavior bitches side of social media is I want them to feel immediately reinforced because we exactly. know how important that is, but it's not also good for our own well-being and time management if it's happening consistently throughout the day, right? Like anytime there someone sends something, I get right back. Exactly. And and also, you know, as which is great, we have more people reaching out, but as the count goes up of the number of messages, you know. I, I now am like, it's not like, okay, I have three messages to respond to. It's like, okay, I have 35 messages to respond to and then I'm responding and I don't want ever, anyone ever feeling cut off. So I'm like trying to have a back and forth also. So I just need to set time that is designated to that. So I feel like I'm not getting stuck in on the social media thing, um, which don't get me wrong. I love doing it. That's also part of the problem. Same here. <laughs> um, Matching I, uh, exactly. Uh, also, I want to start off, I want to walk for 30 minutes every single day. Like I could do more than that if I want, but I want the base to be that I walk 30 minutes a day and I am moving my body. I know it is so important with my health. I mean, for everyone, but especially with my health issues, it's so easy for me to stay inside because I'm worried about being cold on my hands or my body getting hurt or this or that, or I can't be in the sun, but I am I do not care if I have to wear a ski mask. I am going to walk outside every day for 30 minutes. I'm holding you to that. All right, let's do it. Well, you'll be in town Accountability. Soon. You'll be in town soon, so you could help. You could come with me. Yes, I will. Lots of walks. I might run, but you can walk. Um, <laughs> guys, I have been reading this book by Gretchen Rubin called Better Than Before, which might just secret, secret be our first book club book of January. Stay tuned for details. Um, but what she talks about is how we repeat about 40% of our behavior daily. So our habits shape our existence and our future. So if we change our habits, we will change our lives. But how the hell do we do that? And that's why we're here in this podcast to tell you some of those things. If you think about something you do every single day, right? Um, shower, brush your teeth. I don't think many of us have to really think about that. We just do it every single day. So the decision-making comes away from that. You no longer have to decide to do that, right? Because it's now a habit. It's just something that you do every day. You wake up, shower, brush your teeth. For most people, I would assume that's kind of what they do. Um, so generally speaking, and we're going to define, right? A habit is defined as a behavior that's recurrent, 
cued by a specific context and happens without much awareness, right? It is acquired through frequent repetition. All of this will be in our show notes. This is from her book, Better Than Before. Amazing. And what else we're going to operationally define today is going to be self-management. Self-management is um, when the behavior, is that how you would say it? The person behaving, the behavior, the person behaving. I think that's how it works, right? The behavior is- Is just the subject, the client? Okay. The the individual, I'm (laughs) sorry. The individual who is behaving is the one controlling the environment, right? As opposed to us controlling it for someone else to do a certain behavior. But anyway, self-management in Cooper is defined as behavior that a person emits to influence another behavior and the personal application behavior change tactics that that produce a desired change of behavior. And self-management can help a person be more effective and efficient in daily life, replace bad habits with good ones, accomplish difficult tasks, and achieve personal goals. Let's first talk a little bit about self-control versus self-management. So I think the big part is that self-control is more thought of as a mentalistic approach. Um, it's the internal thoughts, your maybe your private verbal behavior saying, I'm going to have self-control, right? And self-management is the actual acts that a person may take to change their behavior. What it, can you observe in the environment that they're doing um, that are self-management strategies? So for me, um, if I lay my gym clothes out in the morning or at, sorry, at night, right? So I can go to the gym in the morning. They're already there, right? It's like a clear prompt for me to say, put these on and now you're going. Um, On Sundays, I usually use my Instapot and prep a bunch of hard boiled eggs and sausages so that in the morning when I make my husband lunch, because I'm the best wife in the world, um, it's already pre-prepped. I don't have to do anything except put it in the microwave and heat it up. What are some things that you do? So some things that I do, or I'm going to lie that I do on here. So you guys think I'm perfect. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. Um, Well, first of all, I also, before going on to that, I I will tell you, but back to the self-control and self-management, I was thinking a lot about the dead man test, right? So we talk about the dead man test and what is the dead man test? We use the dead man test to determine if something is a behavior or not. If a dead man can do it, yes, literally a dead man who is no longer alive can do it, it is not behavior. So that's why we might have an issue with something like self-control. Self-control off is often saying, um, you know, withholding themselves from doing a desired activity or, you know, like they have such good self-control. They're not eating that, um, that donut that's in front of them. Now, withholding, can a dead man withhold from doing something? Hell yes. Hell yeah. Dead man has great quote unquote self-control. So I think that's kind of the problem when we talk about behavior and we want to, as behavior analysts, we want to make behavior change. We have to look at what behaviors can be changed the same way. When we talk about a client with, um, uh, what was the world? What like non-compliance or yeah, yeah, non-compliance. Um, can a dead man have non-compliance and not comply with the demand? Hell yes. (laughs) Yeah. You just keep saying hell yes. Exactly. So we we just want to talk about what behaviors could actually be changed, you know? So we might want to say for an individual, like, so, um, we might say instead of self-control individual drinks water every time that they intend to go for a donut or something along those lines. That's probably not a very equally reinforcing item, but you feel what I'm saying that we're actually giving something, the behavior that we want to change as opposed to the behavior that someone's not engaged in, because that's not behavior because it is a dead man can do it. That's the dead man test. Um, but you were asking me some of my self-management strategies that I do. Do they work? Uh, not necessarily always. They will this year, new year, new you, new year, new B. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so with self-management, things that I like to do is there, well, there's a lot of different areas that could go into it. I mean, there's the antecedent interventions, which we'll talk about in a second, but also we talk about, you know, um, 
making sure that you set yourself up to come into contact with reinforcement. You arrange the environment in a way that, hey, I'm going to contact reinforcement at some point. So whether it's as simple as writing a list of the things you need to do that day and not writing a list that is one task is like um, clean the house. That's really broad, you know, clean the house. Okay, why don't I make a list of fold 10 shirts, um, clean the windowsills in the office, um, fold, or I'm sorry, I already folded, vacuum the guest bedroom, whatever it is, so that you're actually coming into contact with reinforcement. Because it's really important that even though it's your own behavior, you're still an individual, just like that client you're working with, that you need to come into contact with reinforcement. If you set goals too big, which is exactly what we're going to get into now, which are the common resolutions that people make, they set these huge ambiguous goals, but we need to operationally define them to make sure that we're actually coming into contact with the reinforcement so we know specifically what we're supposed to do. There's no room for, well, is that what you meant by be healthier or is that what you meant, right? And so, I think another big important thing uh -huh. is um, focusing on the actions, not the outcomes. Um, so focusing on the behaviors that you need to engage in versus the consequence of what would happen. So not just saying my resolution is I want a new job or a job in general, <laughs> but what steps are going to get you that? So now you need to like break down the objective. So maybe you need to brush up your resume, start applying, connecting on LinkedIn. How are you going to be able to measure that goal? Right? So it's not just these big, I want to lose weight or I want to, you know, this make is perfect. Friends. Can we play a game? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Exactly. Oh God, what this scares me, right guys. Now. We're going to play a game. This game is called behavior bitches operationally define this. So I looked online for the top new year's resolutions from 2019 because they're not up there for 2020 yet. So we're trying to keep up with the data, but this is what I found for now. And I'm sure they'll be pretty similar based on prediction. I don't have the control aspect yet because I don't know, but I'm assuming based on prediction of people's past history of resolutions, it's probably going to be pretty similar. Hashtag correlation, not causation. Hashtag yeah, girl. So we're going to play. I'm going to give, we'll switch off. I'm going to give you the first New Year's resolution, which is the most common that people make, and you are going to operationally define it. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number one New Year's resolution people make is get in shape. So behavior bitch operationally define that. You need to first define what sh get in shape means for you as an individual, right? Would it be you want to decrease your pant size by two sizes um, in four months based on the pants that you buy at the store, whatever it may be, right? But you need to define get in shape. Is it you want to um, lose 20 pounds in an X amount of time as measured by the scale, right? There's different, you have to have a criteria of how you're going to measure it is what is the most important thing and the objective definition. So shape is just very loose, I feel like. Yeah, that's very vague. You could also, like, maybe you might actually be gaining weight when you get in shape, you know, you yeah, might you can be, be toning up, buffing up muscle weighs more than fat. I think I've always told myself my whole life. Just to No, feel it's better. true. Okay. Um, All right. Your turn. Yeah. Really important to do that. Also, by the way, when getting in shape, I would say when you're creating a program for this, you're also going to want to write down what action specifically you, Casey, like define what, you know, to better define what getting in shape means, but you're also going to have to put behaviors there that are go what behaviors are you going to need to actually engage in to do this? I am going to walk for 30 minutes a day. I am going to do 10 push-ups um at 12 p.m. and I'm gonna do 10 push-ups at 10 p.m., right? Whatever it is. So you need to operationally define what you're gonna do and set up for accountability also, right? Like how are you tracking this data? That's pretty important what we um, monitor, we can change. What we track is what we can change, right? Exactly. If you're not taking any data, then you don't know what is actually changing. All True. right, behave, behavior B, are you ready? 
Start eating healthier food and less food overall. All right. So this is a very general, and these are literally, we're not, we didn't make up these random things. I'm telling you, these are the actual definitions that websites say. Start eating healthier food. What the hell is that? Well, I would say that a donut is more healthy than funnel cake. So is that considered healthier food? I don't know, according to this. So healthier food, and by the way, this might be, this is a perfect time for talking about Weight Watchers also, because what I was looking at in the app is people say start eating less food overall. Now, if your goal is for weight loss, is it necessarily the having less food overall or the type of food you're having? So I think that's really important to look at. So I might say, I might put something like, if I do not know the first five ingredients of an item, I will not eat it. That could be I number one. I love that. That's right. That's really cool. Like, I mean, I just made that up. You could do seven, seven items. I just made that up on the spot. YOLO. Um, so you could do that. Or you can say, um, uh, if, you know, we had that episode on, which was like too extreme for me, but like measuring the mic macro, was it micro? Macro, I think. Macros. Macro. Macros. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Of the food. That was a good one. Whatever it is. Um, also, but what I was saying about the Weight Watchers app is what they do is there are certain foods that are considered zero. So like grilled chicken, like vegetables, most fruits, um, shrimp. I can't eat that. It's not kosher. But there's different foods that are zero points. So at least you know you can engage in a DRA. What's a DRA? Differential reinforcement and of alternative behavior, oftentimes an appropriate replacement. So let's say that you want to eat um, fried chicken wings from Church's Chicken, right? You could actually say, every time I do that, I want to engage in a replacement behavior. And you have like a list. Let's say you're, I'm just saying, let's say you're using the WW app and you could say, oh, okay, I want a chicken. I'm going to have this, but I'm going to have um, this grilled chicken, right? You could take data every single time that you engage in an appropriate alternative behavior. Um, so these are actually setting up that not just saying healthier food, like what the hell's healthier food? Like I, I probably a carrot is healthier than a strawberry if you're looking at sugar or whatever it is, but it's also going to depend on your individual needs, right? If you're someone who has um, diabetes and you're like, I want to eat healthier, you're, you're probably still not going to go like overload on fruit, whereas someone else fruit might be healthy for them as opposed to whatever else they're eating. So that's very important and that's operationally defining it. And I also would say an important aspect to be able to be successful with this is the idea of we change behavior by not, we don't change someone, we change the environment. So personally, when I have shit around my house, I will eat it and I make it my personal responsibility. I'm very responsible when it comes to this, that I need to finish it to get rid of it. You know, I don't want to waste. So I say, <laughs> all right, I just got to get this whole pint of ice cream out so that I can't do it tomorrow. I I'm very much so like that. And, but it's better not to have it at all because I know based on my history, every night at about 1030, I want some kind of junk food. So if I don't have it around, I know that I'm setting up my environment for me to be successful. So setting up your environment for different things is very, very, very important. And when she was talking about how she was taking data on how many, you know, whatever her behavior was, right? So she ate the chicken and then she could do X, Y, and Z. So when you're actually taking the data on this, you're actually now engaging in self-monitoring. You're actually monitoring your behavior now. So the self-management are the tactics, the strategies of how you're going to change your behavior or what behaviors are going to engage in and as opposed to self-control, like you're saying, like self-control yep. would be like not eating the food, but like behaviorally, can we define again, a dead man has great self-control. He's not going to eat any of those carbs yep. slash Doritos. I love Doritos. Cool ranch all kids. the way. Oh yes. Are you the cheesy nacho or cool ranch? Cool ranch. Who's not? Let's be, I mean, I, oh, I, I, I could definitely F with cheesy ones too. Like they're not, it's not like painful for me to eat them, but Cool Ranch, yes. So I think, right. um, are you going to ask me one more? Yeah. Let me yeah. choose one. There's a lot here. Because I also um, want to get into um, basically the steps that go in, 
into changing behavior? Um, no, we're going to, but I just have to pick one of these. Um, bring it on, girl. Bring it on. There's so many, and I want to pick a hard one for you. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> um, all right. Someone said, oh, my God, I don't know. Should I do? Okay, I'll give you a little bit of a choice. Should we do read more, give up cigarettes, get more quality sleep, learn to be happier with your life? Okay, let's do learn to be happier with your life. That sounds pretty That was broad. the worst. I literally was just looking at that. The hardest one. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a bitch like that. Yeah, they, they call me the behavior bitch. All right, so first, that's fine. Learn to be happier. You need to operationally define what happier is for you. And that would be maybe it means spending more time with family, engaging in more um, self-care activities. It could be what would make but write those activities out. Don't like yes, again, if yeah, you yeah. were just be like engage in self-care activities, like, okay. Would that be a massage? Would that be reading a book? Would that be meditating? Whatever it would be that you think, and again, think, right? That you're going to be happier if you have these things. Okay. How are you going to survive in this life and living your best life, I think is what I would go towards is living your best life. What are the you're things? So, you're so hashtag basic. <laughs> I know. What are the things that are going to do that, give you that? And then how are you going to achieve that? So there's multiple lists, multiple things that need to be taken into account. How often are you going to engage in it? Um, how, what's the duration of it? You know, how long during the day do you need to meditate to be happier if that's the thing? How many times a week? Um, how are you going to measure that, right? Is someone else taking the data? Or are you taking the data? Um, there's a lot of things. And I think happier is just a very interesting concept. And I think something really important is remember that reinforcement is different for everyone. So what's happier for Casey might not be happier for me. And I, I do think... Like if I said to Liat, and I, this is actually true, what makes me the most happiest is laying on the beach with like baby oil on my body and reading a book. Now, Liat, would that be heaven or hell? <laughs> well, in the moment, it might seem kind of fun, but I know what consequence I'm going to get. I will be hospitalized for the next week because I can't be in the sun with my lupus. So terrible. But I also just want to set a nice reminder for you guys for the new year. Maybe this is a goal you could set also is to kind of take some data about like different activities you engage in and the consequence after, or, you know, the private events, like how you're feeling after, like how that automatic reinforcement, or maybe it was punishment for you of doing a certain activity, right? Like Casey loves yoga. I, I hate it. So, but also I think it's really, really important with social media, what it is now to realize that you have to have your own happy, that it's not what someone else's is. I think a lot of people see someone else and be like, oh, happy is having my family looking perfect on a Christmas card, right? Like, First of all, social media. Like the beautiful card that I sent you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so a lot of that is just bullshit. So define what, act, like talk to yourself. What makes me happy? Not what makes the Kardashians happy for their Calvin Klein ad they did. What makes you happy? When do you feel best? Like that is really, really important because happy is I don't know. What is happy? That's going to be individualized to you. Exactly. All right. So let's talk a little bit. And this is, I think, really important. I should have done getting out of debt for you, but I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are you calling me out and having debt? No, yeah, I mean, $100,000 in student loans. I do too. <laughs> I so, but I know you talk about it. That's why I should have given uh, you no, that you totally. self-exercise. So after you define the goal, right, you now know that this is your goal for the new years. You've now defined your objective. So you know the action steps that you're going to take. How are you going to actually implement that intervention? Are you going to reinforce yourself, set up a reinforcement schedule? Okay. Are you going to do a punishment schedule? So if I do engage in these behaviors I do not want to engage in, then I will lose Netflix for a week or whatever it may be. And how are you actually going to I stay away from that? What? Try stay away from punishment if you can. Oh, absolutely. Always reinforce or use it with reinforcement at least. Yeah. Impaired. It's paired. It's a part of a treatment package, guys. So uh maybe you know, the reinforcement for me going to the gym five days a week for at least 45 minutes will be that I can watch my favorite Netflix show 
for seven hours on Friday night, right? That's aggressive, but really, actually not really, if you look at my Netflix usage. <laughs> uh, and if I don't, then I don't get to do that, right? I don't get to engage in that uh, reinforcement that I wanted to engage in because I didn't complete the behaviors that were defined clearly in my objective objectives. But the biggest part too, like we mentioned earlier, you need to gather in people that are going to hold you accountable. So it's really easy for you to just be like, mm, give yourself some, you know, f- free reinforcement, like bootleg, bootleg reinforcement, <laughs> bootleg like, reinforcement. Exactly. Right. So I, I hate when you, the robot comes back. The robot is such an automatic. I love me. the robot. It's my fave. Bootleg reinforcement. And she's moving her arms like a robot. <laughs> um, but so yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't go to the gym today, but screw it. I'm going to get that pizza because I deserve it. Right. I deserve it. I worked hard today. Right. Um, so it's very important to figure out how you're going to actually implement it. Um, find out what the biggest motivating factor is for you. Cause when your motivation is strong, you're going to be more likely to engage in those behaviors that are going to get you to your goal and find yourself an accountability partner. Hold you. So right for me, it'd be my husband. I might put a calendar up on the wall that I check off each day I go to the gym and he can come home and be like, mm, well, you didn't do that today. Right. So that's a big, important part of all this self-management stuff and creating new habits, new behaviors that are going to lead you to your new year's resolution. This is essentially the BIP, the behavior intervention plan, what she's talking about, defining these things, putting it into action. How are you going to do it? How are you going to take data? How are you going to follow up? How are you going to plan for maintenance? These are all real life behavior. How are you going to recruit that natural reinforcement? (laughs) Yeah. Set that up. Amazing. Okay. So now have you guys heard of Skinner? No. Who's that? He's just kidding. I have a magnet on my fridge of his full body. Of course you would. You're such a kiss ass in every way ever. (laughs) All right. So Skinner, Skinner was this dude, just kidding. I hope you guys know BF Skinner. If you don't, um, please see episode behaviorism versus um, mentalism. And that gives you a little bit of an idea of Skinner or no, it was, uh, (laughs) no, that was more of a mentalisms, the mentalistic approach. It was Skinner versus Freud. That was what it was, the title. I'm trying to think of the title, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but either way, I've heard of this thing, YouTube also. You could type in BF Skinner. I'm sure you could find lots of cool stuff. Anyways, okay. So Skinner was the first to apply the philosophy and theory of radical behaviorism to actions typically considered to be controlled by thyself. In his classic textbook, Science and Human Behavior, which was by Skinner in 1953, he devoted an entire chapter to self-control. And he talks about when a man controls himself or chooses a course of action or takes, thinks of a solution to a problem or strives to award an increase in self-knowledge, he is essentially behaving. Granted, these are private events, but this is also behavior. Um, he, um, he, the individual controls himself precisely as he would control the behavior of anyone else. And we know we control other people's behavior, as I stated earlier, through the manipulation of variables in the environment that are um, involved with the function of the behavior. So you yourself can also be the person, the subject of for behavior change. And again, like we said, self-management, you are um, you are the one manipulating the environment for yourself to succeed in increasing desired behavior or decreasing desired behavior or maintaining desired behavior, whatever it is. Um, and remember to set these goals, like when you're setting, I think this is so important. Don't set them so lofty. You never go to the gym. So now you're going to go five times a week. How about you never have, you don't engage in any physical activity. So you make it a a walk or you just put your feet on the floor. You get out of bed and put your feet on the floor. Woo. Accomplish that. Take 10 steps to the door, accomplish that, right? Do that for five days or to 80% criterion. Just kidding. I'm into hundred percent. I know 80% is like. No, hundred is way better. Especially when you're teaching someone how to cross the street, right? People ask me like, what score should I get on a mock? I'm like, go for a hundred, you know, it's like, go go home. 
Go, go for a hundred percent. So also I want you guys to be in touch with us, um, on our social media about what your action steps are. I did post something in the Facebook group to have people start engaging in what are your action steps for your, you know, new year's resolutions. Cause I know they're corny, but we all have them and we all, you know, need to start looking at exactly how as behavior analysts, we are going to engage in appropriate behavior, right? Setting the goals, defining the behavior, um, looking at the function of the behavior. So what function it serves you and also the topography, what that behavior looks like. Um, so if you drink alcohol to, um, the function is to be more social, right. And you want to decrease that. So now the topography would be pouring yourself a drink. So you're looking at all these different things. So, um, it's just really important that I think we com come together as a community also to support each other in these goals and hold each other accountable. And this might sound like, oh, these girls are talking so complicated, but Skinner himself, who's pretty smart, I'd say, he actually provided examples of like a wide variety of self-control techniques we talk about, which I know people, you're like, why are you using self-control? You said self-control earlier. Like it is. I just wanted to give you guys a different Skinner does talk about it as self-control and people use them interchangeably, but there actually, there is a difference. But anyways, so Skinner says the idea of we use physical restraints on ourselves. Sometimes we'll like cup, cup our hand over our mouth to prevent yawning at an embarrassing moment. That is literally, you are being the controller of your own behavior. I have done that um, so much over these holidays. <laughs> yawning? No, no, like doing that. So I don't like actually yawn at the dinner table with my family. That's really funny. Because like, yeah, exactly. Or I didn't even realize I was doing it. But now that you just said that. Exactly. Skinner talks about. Or like when I'm on the podcast with you and I'm just wicked bored. So I do it. Yeah. F off. Okay. So <laughs> Skinner talks about changing the antecedent stimulus too. So what's maybe you'll put the, and I already said this, that's almost like I thought of it before Skinner. How funny is that? Just kidding. Skinner. <laughs> Skinner's God. You're not a behavior bitch. Yeah, we get it. All right. So Skinner talks about putting a box of candy out of sight to reduce overeating. There you go. So this would that be okay. putting his behavior on extinction. Would that be putting a behavior on extinction or would that be putting a behavior or essentially it's an antecedent intervention, I would say that you can't yeah. even, because for you, can't you have to engage in it and then not get reinforcement. Right. So like so if I'd you were it. no longer able to engage in that behavior, you were no longer getting any reinforcement, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like if you were previously reinforced by it now, it's exactly. Yeah. You got it. Out of sight, out of mind, baby. <laughs> Not really. I like still think about candy and I've like really tried clearing my house, but it's been three weeks since I've had a candy, which is crazy for me. Um, so hopefully from today you took away that all self-management tactics can be operationalized into two behaviors. The target behavior person wants to change, which Skinner calls the controlled response and B the self-management behavior or the owner's controlling response emitted to control the target behavior. So for example, target behavior is you say, oh, okay. This is, this is target behavior versus actual self-management behavior. So the target behavior is save money, right? So what could a self-management behavior be for that case? So you could have an automatic amount deducted from your paycheck each week that goes into a separate account. Exactly. Um, you could actively engage in just taking your own money and putting it into a separate account. Um, you could maybe do some investments or invest in some like stocks or whatever it may be. So those are the active behaviors that you're going to take. Perfect. Okay. Next one, target behavior versus self-management behavior. I'll tell you the target. I like testing you. So <laughs> target behavior. Let's say you want to take the garbage and recycling out every Thursday because you usually forget. What can you do? Um, so you, maybe you set it up so that, um, Every Thursday, they are located at the like at near the end of the garage. So then you know every when you back out, boom, they're there, right? So you're setting the environment up that you'll engage in it more. Maybe you put a sticky note on your door, right? A prompt telling you, today's Thursday, take the trash out. Don't be a D-bag. Perfect. So there's multiple things you could do. Yeah. And, and these are all examples you could read further about in Cooper. 
Um, and like one last one they said is I want to ride an exercise bike for 30 minutes. That would be the target behavior. So what's the self-management behavior going to do? Make a chart of the minutes um, each evening you ride to show and show it to a coworker later on. This is the example they gave in Cooper, which is great because when you have someone else seeing your accountability, there's a lot less room to cheat, which I think I do need to show you every day that I walked. I think you do. No, as she said this on the podcast, I'm like, she's got to tell me. I want a video. I want your Fitbit tracker data. Uh, All right. <laughs> yep. And also the WW challenge, um, I think is awesome. I'm going to engage. I'm literally going to sign up today um, and start changing my habits and behaviors one data point collection at a time. Okay. Let's do it together. All right. Let's, let's get our first 10 pounds on them. What's a, yeah, not really much risk for me. Let's do it. So I, actually, go out there. I actually did it around my wedding. I, I have to say like my maintenance wasn't great because I like your well, first a, year of that's marriage. That's the problem is no, that we change these behaviors and then we just like, they just. No, but stick. I have to say, even like when I, you know, was doing like, first of all, it should be a priority. Second of all, I, I, it did make me more aware of different items to eat though. Like it did create an awareness. Oh, I wasn't talking about the app. I was just talking about any type of habit, right? Like that's what happens is that we go out in June, uh, January 1st, boom. And then we don't stick to them because we're not engaging in them as frequently as other behaviors that we engage in, such as brushing your teeth, right? You do everything. You know day. what I say? I say this is what we do. Okay. Me and you challenge. You could accept it or not. We're not rushing to lose weight. Okay. We're that that's like a target behavior or like get in shape, whatever it is. More so the self-management behavior is, do we track all our foods? Let's do it for 10 days to start to like that, or let's do seven. Okay. Seven days to start. Um, and we should share it with each other every day for accountability. Love it. Let's do it. Challenge accepted. All right. I love it. Hey, and if you don't do it, let's add an accountability factor. If you don't do it that day, you have to pay the other person 10 bucks. Oh, that's good. All right. Now there's a response cost. So this is even going to increase my behavior. Yeah. Because that's what money is very valuable. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. So join in on our challenge. We would love to have you. And remember, set goals you can achieve. Set goals that are operationally defined. Being happy is not specific enough. Define what being happy is. Define what being nicer is. Define what making more friends is. Like, wow, you're going to do that. Are you going to go out to a social event twice a week? Are you going to like, but is that important to you just because it's important to someone else? Figure that shit out. And what is your motivation? Mine? No, I'm just saying like, think about that. Oh, you're going to find out like, what motivates you because you need that goal to be intrinsic versus extrinsic. extrinsic. Like, so well, you need a people, little bit of both. Right. But like, so say a goal you're setting is because other people are doing it. So all my friends are buying houses. So if I set a goal for buying a house this year, knowing, you know, that might not be an intrinsically motivated goal, you're not going to engage in those behaviors, right? As much as you would, if it was also intrinsic to me. Right. Exactly. So guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a bomb-tastic new year. This is a new year. Remember, it doesn't need to be new year, new me. It also is new year, say me, just improve me. Um, we're always striving to do better and join us on the challenge. We would love to have you. Actually, it really motivated me for November motivated move. So let's do it again for January and then maybe let's February and maybe March, April, May. And cheers to <laughs> cheers to our last episode of the year. And cheer to us doing this 30 it, episodes. To get it started was hard, but now we have behavior momentum. It's like, it's going to be done. We don't care. It's going to be there. So I think this is similar to any other habit you create. It was painful for us at first. Oh my God, it's so out of time. Um, But now, like, I, it's really one of my favorite parts of the week. So thank you guys for listening. Always please give us love. If you want to love us for the end of the year, you could always, please, please, please don't want to sound desperate, but leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because we plan on making so many episodes that we're going to need enough reviews to read at every single episode. 
and there's no intention on stopping. So thank you so much. You could also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash behavior bitches podcast. Find us on Instagram, behavior bitches podcast, tag us, reach out to us. We love the messages. We're going to do it during assigned times of the day. Now for our new year's resolution, we'll be responding to you. Facebook behavior bitches podcast. If you have difficulty finding the group, reach out to us and our website behaviorbitches.com. And a big, humongous, gigantic, enormous thank you to our listeners. Thank you. And our Patreon supporters and just every one of you beautiful human beings. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It means so much. We cannot believe the love we've received and we're so appreciative. So we really mean it. And as always, love you. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started he records our shows he posts them he adds awesome awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing he sends us teaser episodes he does it all we just sit here and friggin' talk we shoot the shit and you can record from home your office the park a bathroom stall at work it doesn't matter he provides the complete podcast studio all you need is a microphone and you're good Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today.